Welcome, everybody, to our True Self Talk, June 2020, on this auspicious solstice and eclipse weekend. And thank you for participating in the Connect With Your True Self session. This is our pretty much live reporting about what our connection with our true self brought forward here, observed by um, nine co-facilitators plus myself. So there's lots of people and I'm going to try to give a few keywords here of what we've experienced. This is of course very individual, it needs to be translated for us as individuals. So please feel invited, please feel free to ask questions, to inquire about your personal energy. This is what we're doing this for life. All right, and I hope our co-facilitators here, Becky, Amanda, Diana, Julian, Gloria, Denise, Sheila, Annette, and George, that you'll chime in and help me commenting or reflecting on your guys' personal energies. The session was very interesting and very, very cool, actually. I mean, there's there's a lot that can be said about collective energies right now. And I don't know if you know this, there's a Patreon site that I have where I constantly uh, comment on collective energies. I also do the Truth Talks live on Facebook on Sunday mornings. and. Uh, my YouTube channel is full of these comments and articles and so forth. So this is a very uh, big time right now. And some things look a lot of bleak to people, okay? A lot of people feel overwhelmed, feel powerless. It's normal to feel this way when so big things are happening. Why big? Because for the first time in the history of mankind, whatever it is that we are dealing with, and I'm not just referring to the corona situation, is affecting everybody on this planet. This has never been there before. So it's to be expected that collective energies, which is basically the culmination of all people's thoughts and emotions and inner processing and, you know, including their fears and, you know, their, their aspirations as well. So the, the collective field here is basically all of our energies combined and they or it, it forms like a layer around the planet and as energetically sensitives as empaths we often feel this this is uh, what i often call a weather weather condition it's, it's very comparable so similar to weather so you know it's nothing that you need to be afraid of it's also nothing that you you need to hide yourself from but it's real it's there so we're gonna have to deal with it all right so collective energies are very intense right now and energetically sensitives around the world feel this physically for many uh this uh, is a very physical time with lots of uh, energetic sensations uh, all the way into the structure of your own body you know your bones your you know feels very structural very systemic but of course also the typical and i'm, I'm saying this like as if it's nothing special because it kind of isn't for energetically sensitives the pain in the neck and the pressure uh in the the forehead temple area uh and perhaps also uh this 
bloated uh, so the second chakra sacral area belly you know the energy baby that we are carrying around so these are the, the overall weather conditions okay and in that this session was extremely interesting because it didn't feel that way when we started and um co-facilitators here please comment please chime in whenever you want to it felt exciting <laughs> people felt fired up um it felt inspiring it felt like yes there were there, there was a lot of up and down too it, it, it seemed to come in waves or sort of in ripples but there was this really strong sort of influx all right so we felt all cool you know great a little scared maybe of what might come so this is was then later reflected in the session with uh, some kind of fears about accepting things the way they are and uh, the fear to grow to grow this growth you know we feel growth in us there's something new emerging and that can make us a little uh, apprehensive as the session then started and we focused on connecting with our true self let me just recap real quick what we do when we do this we're tapping into our own inner i don't want to you know just throw words around but it is you know our inner voice really it is this part in us that can guide us this part in us that can inform us and you know many of you may be calling this gut feeling but from an energetic point of view it really isn't because gut feeling is still something different okay and it's not even intuition it's something more it is indeed actually a measurable and trainable duplicatable compass inside of us and that compass can help us to make decisions but when this is clogged up through say fears lots of emotions or clogged up through being stuck in our heads thinking too much constantly looping constantly hearing some, the negative inner voices then it's very difficult for us to tap into that so my suggestion to this is and i'm doing this uh, these these free true self sessions for eight years now is to really just focus on your heart and to breathe into your heart most of you are familiar with this as a, a normal sort of relaxation de-stressing and also meditation technique to focus on your breath and in this way you know to to relax your nervous system and as you do that i recommend that you focus on this heart area not necessarily your physical heart but what we call sort of the inner sanctum you know the sacred heart which is this area in our heart chakra the our you know fourth chakra that is uh, right between our chest uh, really uh, above our solar plexus um the area where we can feel warmth where we can feel a lot of different reactions and when we are too much in our heads or when we are too much in our emotions then this inner sense all right this let's just call this true self sense or true self compass gets clogged up and gets clouded gets so there's so much overlay that we cannot really feel this we instead what we're feeling is a lot of and 
stuff from our nervous system, okay? We feel our uh, adrenals pumping, we feel, um, uh, you know, sort of panic attacks, or we feel uh, even even positive feelings, but they can, you know, they're, they're more sort of in that physical region. And so it, we cannot really be sure if this is just a sensation that you know was triggered by our oh, biochemistry, so to speak, on neurotransmitters or um, you know, hormones or whatever, or if this is a yes or no, say for for example. So the way to get past these layers is to, well, for one, and this was the biggest issue or the biggest message here for all of you in this session. We need to remember that we have something like a heart. We need to remember that there is a light in our heart. This light is not just some mystical light. This light is something that is indeed connected with, you know, that source of all existence, the source that brought us into existence. Many see it as a as a cord or as a uh, like sort of an etheric umbilical cord that is truly there okay and that's like a but that's like the freeway to divine wi-fi okay and when that is clogged we get stuck in our uh, rural roadmap of our nervous system which is dominated by our uh, trauma by our conditioning you know and by a lot of our mindset you know the judgment that we have about what we are experiencing and so connecting with our true self is each time we do this even if you do this on your own which i you know strongly recommend to cultivate we are breaking through those limitations of the you know sort of disconnected me you know where i kind of feel like like a speck of sand in the desert, you know, where I just feel like I, I'm left alone, I'm disconnected. So this is the main theme here for this session, to remember, okay, that we have the ticket to heaven. We have the ticket to divine Wi-Fi. We have, we even have the, the, the road for that, the path of that inside of us that's in our heart center. But to get there, we sometimes feel it's like a jungle. And so we need to cultivate this so that we more or less build our own new neural pathways. It's like, you know, first you walk over grass and you leave just tiny little traces behind. And the more often you, you walk the same path, you know, then the grass disappears a little bit and there's a little more dirt and then it becomes almost like a road and then you know you can pave it and it goes faster and those who cultivate this those who do regular meditation or you know focus on this new neural pathways way uh, to their own true self they will then experience an augmentation of their reality because they are now beginning to feel something like an inner voice something like an inner compass that clearly informs them let's say when something is not true for them or uh, when you know something is true for them regardless of what the mind and our emotions have to say about this can you 
guys re relate to that kind of feeling. This voice in you, or this isn't always a voice that says it in words, this can also come through pictures or physical sensations or a sudden insight, a sudden idea, a sudden like, oh, I've got to do this. I don't even know why. And oh my God, this seems totally out of context or totally like crazy, but I feel like I have to do this anyway. Can you guys relate to something like that? Can you raise your hand, those of you who, who have experienced something like this before? Like a sudden, it's, you know, you can call it synchronicity, you can call it, um, it doesn't matter what you call it really. It's it's a very distinct feeling and that's wonderful to see because most of you actually have. We call, In energy training, we call this a reference feeling. Okay, this is sort of your, your calibrated, uh, sort of inner voice feeling, okay, and you can trust that, okay. Now, the the one thing that works against this is the ego, okay, because the ego, as it is tied to your survival and you know to your nervous system, will uh, or will and can react very strongly to certain things. For example, if they feel overwhelming if you feel like, oh my God, I, I can't handle this, you know, and it brings up all kinds of trauma memory and, and uh, sort of fear of the future. It triggers tons and tons of coping behaviors, you know, oh my God, then uh, I need to go harder, or I need to control this more, or oh, I just want to check out, or, you know, or I need to fight this, or fight, flight, or freeze, right? So those are sort of the, the, the three primary ego uh, reaction mechanisms and when you feel fight flight or freeze in you which will feel differently then it's not your true self talking to you that comes from your ego that comes from your nervous system and it gets really tricky and this is the part here in in this sort of spiritual energetic consciousness work realm when the ego finds specialness or pride in something, so it can even find um, specialness in victimhood, for instance. It can literally talk you out of everything. It can smooth talk or justify or come up with, you know, sort of, uh, you know, narratives, all right, that that distract you, that make you feel like, oh yeah, I need to do this. To feel the difference between those two different kind of voices, you know, the true self voice and the ego voice in us. That is basically what these two self sessions are for, what truth training is for. We learn to differentiate, we learn to discern which part of me is talking. Now, let me ask you again, um, with, with your, your hands here, who of you can relate to what I'm talking about when I'm talking about your ego reacting in a specific but different way from the first initial feeling that we talked about, the true self feeling? Who, who of you knows? I mean, not maybe with 100% certainty, but kind of has a feel for when your ego is telling you stuff and when it's kind of like un, more unbiased, you know, without an agenda. It just 
In fact, actually, this is one of the ways I describe it to myself, is when it makes no sense, <laughs> it, it's typically my true self talking because my ego is the one that has like, you know, really good explanations and justifications for everything. So if, if I have to like, um, say, come up with an explanation, oh, that's probably why, blah, 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 then it's usually my ego talking. But if I get a true self prompting, as I call this, it's different. It's like almost like, really? Okay. And it triggers this need to fully trust. That's what scares us. And those were a lot of words here to describe one feeling, namely, hmm, you know, is, do we have the prompting in the right direction or not? And if we do, are we going to listen to it? Are we listening to it? And can you guys relate to that as well, the inner conflict? When you do get a clear prompting from your true self, your true self is somehow talking to you in, in whichever way. And your ego disagrees, you know, or tries to take over right away, tries to control the whole thing. And then you end up in this sort of conflicted state where you don't know what to do. And for many of us, it ends up being like a mental experience where we then sort of loop back and forth, we go back and forth internally and never actually resolve it. Yeah, so you guys are starting to share. You can use the chat to share, share and I will read it. Heather's sharing. Yes, you have it, but not all the time. <laughs> but when you're on your A game, then it's on. Heather, what is on? The confliction or the prompting? When you're at your A game, meaning I suppose when you like when you feel like everything is in in a flow, the promoting. How do you mean this, Heather? Uh, just uh, you 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 can type if you want or come on the on on the mic. So you oh I see what you're saying. So when you are when you when your energy is up then you don't really feel this confliction so much. You you, you feel the clarity. Is, is that kind of what, it, what you're saying? And when you are like sort of in a lower state, not at your A game, so to speak, then you feel more conflicted. You, you've, you have more conflictions. Oh, this, yeah. Um, Shri is sharing here, I was mostly rocking back and forth throughout the session, this time, self-soothing soothing maybe, but this line stood out for me in the invocation. I ask for my inner discernment to help me see what is true. Yeah, beautiful, Shri, this is exactly what I just talked about. It's just, I mean, it's not always a defined conflict, it's just something that we feel. Um, we we want to um, I don't want to say get rid of either. It's something that we want to clarify. And the the self soothing, as you call it, the rocking back and forth, 
um, this is actually quite a, a common energetic sens sensation. Um, you know, I've noticed that when people are very conflicted, they tend to go more from left to right. Okay. When you feel this sort of uh, unconscious sort of rocking forward and backward, it is indeed more the self-soothing aspect of that. So trying to calm yourself down, trying to get yourself in a good state so that you can better have more clarity. And you know what? If that is what your body needs to do this, then go with it. I sometimes do this too. And I need to calm myself down. It's almost like my body does that, and so I go sort of back and forth, even when I'm in conversation with someone. That's not a bad thing. So this is helping you to, to calm down your nervous system or maybe to get you out of your mind. Any other uh, similar experiences or experiences here during the session that have to do with this feeling or the need to discern, re reaching for clarity. Hi, Ona. It's George here. Can you hear me? Hi, George. I hear you. Yeah, no, I think my session for me, um, I had a relationship break up there just last week. And uh, <laughs> so most of my, a lot of the session of the session was really about ego hurts that I have and just trying to get knowing the true self is there and bring that in and kind of okay get settled in that and then you know that you don't have to be in that pain you can you can get over it and be happier and just working through that like I mean it's funny how during the days I seem to forget about it or you know it's easy to forget about it and be in the ego place or the the third chakra place and then so it was great from the session really kind of center myself back in the fourth or get the true self feel and then be kind of you know comfortable with it again and uh, just shaking my head at like you know, how much how easy it is to kind of forget about that. Mm -hmm. You know, George, thank you for for bringing this up. This this is something that so many of us, you know, judge ourselves for. You know, it's like you know we know what this feels like. Feels like we know how to get there, but somehow when we are in our activity or when we're in our pain or in our grief or in our fear, we forget this. So that's where the word cultivating really comes from. I know, I happen to know about you, George, that you, you know, that you work on this. So you have walked this path, you know, this inner path many, many times. Same for me or anybody else who has been regularly meditating. And, and even those who haven't, you know, if you have a good feel for it, if you know what to aim for, right? And, and, and what it can do for you, that it can lift your energy, that it can give you courage, that it can um, soothe your pain, right? It, it's sometimes so hard to remember that. So we have that part in us, and it doesn't matter if you, you know, um, get there easily or if it takes a few attempts, it doesn't matter. But that part in you, that true self part in you, is always there for you. And I often, you know, call it true self inner divinity. Um, and I don't actually mean it in that way. Because when, when people hear the word divinity, they instantly think of some kind of religious God entity or so. You know, this really uh, distances you from your true self. 
see your true self more as an intermediary, you know, as a messenger, as, uh, you know, the, the translator, okay, between your soul and your 3D physical self, all right? And it neither impersonates nor does it contradict, you know, any kind of religious understanding. Because what it really does, it, it, it connects you with that soul self, that eternal, infinite soul self that you are. And if you think about it, you know, like forgetting that is basically the overall problem that we have right now. It is also part of this transformation, this big transformation that I mentioned in the beginning. You know, this is us remembering that we are not just a body, maybe with a soul, that we are a soul with a body. We are not just material. We're not just particle. In fact, we know this today. We are 97 or 8% space, empty space. We're more etheric than we think we are, all right? It's just that here on this planet, under these conditions, and in this dimension, we appear solid, and so we tend to you know, favor you know, all the things that come out, out of our solidness, the thinking and the emoting and the physicality that we have, and then also in our behaviors and values, where we value you know, our, the, the materialism and the consumerism aspect of our lives higher than our, the, the spiritualism. You know, and the, the consciousness aspect of us. So this is part of our collective weather condition, really, guys. We we this is we're not being trained that way. We're not being taught that way. We're not even being educated that way. And if you are part of of a church or or some kind of religious teaching, then you are being educated, but only on the view of that particular teaching. All right, so what it really is that we're aiming for here is not uh, another teaching or, you know, like any kind of gender or mindset in, in, in and of itself, but the liberation from that so that we can actually not just remember that we are a soul with a body and that the true self that speaks to us here in, in, in lieu of our soul, that this can guide us and help us and you know pave the way to you know our own sort of divine existence okay but that it can also be worked with it can also be present so one of these cool things in this session guys was that these terms um higher expression higher potential highest good they came up, they resonated very strongly for many of you, that those are not terms or, or values or GPS coordinates for the 3D person, for the 3D part of us, the material part. They are basically the GPS coordinates for your higher self, right? The one that the true self kind of guides you to, all right? So there is this this striving for truth, striving for freedom, striving for, you know, higher, if you will, which for most people, if they're untrained, translates through reaching up, you know, if they have a little bit of chakra awareness, 
uh, you know, it, it, it all goes through their crown, their seventh chakra is all like wide open and yeah, you know, uh, also the things uh, that, that come, you know, with the, the, the ideas that come with this, these things, like maybe like entities and and uh, aliens and so forth, you know, it's, it's like we open ourselves wide, you know, up for that without realizing that yes, we are a soul self here on a journey in the third dimension but that doesn't mean that we need to forget about our third dimension the 3d self the physical the emotional and the mental either it needs to be grounded that's what grounding means it needs to be in the here and in the now because that's what our soul self chose as part of our you know purposeful and intentional experience here so as the session started this was one of the first things that you guys had all like a really beautiful desire and and almost yearning for truth for for more for you know this higher version but the the, the connection didn't uh, take place at first because what you were seeking um, was more like a fantasized or idealized uh, sort of version of that you know, it, it it had to be grounded. It had to, you know, you, your body, your energy body had to also remind yourself that you are also here, okay, right now. In elaborate energy training intensives, we teach people how to differentiate that, you know, the difference between, you know, all the different uh, density layers of your existence, you know, what your third self is and your higher self and your future self and, and so forth. But uh, it's not important to understand all that. It's important to realize that there is a purpose for you being here. And the remembrance that your true self uh, basically sends you, okay, means that don't see yourself just as a body, but don't see yourself just as a light either. Both of them are imbalanced. And so, uh, you know, this often talked about balance between masculine and feminine energies that I've also mentioned in, you know, so many different uh, publications here as a collective task and part of this big transformation right now uh, takes place in, in many sort of macro and micro versions. In fact, actually during the session, um, I saw this as, um, a real, as a macro version really this is what I saw um, you know sort of I go on Google real quick and try to find something uh, this is a, a model of like uh, the the earth's magnetosphere and how you know it relates to the sun so right now here on this weekend where we have a solar eclipse where we have a solstice um, you know these things are very uh, present right now and this this uh, fire that we feel this uh, courage this uh, in inspiration all right this this has to do with the sun but the sun is also linked to masculine energies and if we are not careful then it can burn us it can you know i mean not only can we get skin cancer from it but it can literally just move you know uh you know in course like uh, what's the word in english you know where you just sort of blow up okay the blue, okay, so there was a lot of gold and blue colors here for those of you who are a bit visual in that session. 
represented our, you know, our, the earth, you know, is, you know, because this is kind of like what is going on right now. Uh, they are cosmological, cosmological scene, but, uh, you know, it's, it's micro and macro uh, mirrors of another. The earth stands for feminine energies with the moon, but, you know, those are the energies that the 3D, you know, the space giver and uh, we have to balance this out and there's something here that you see and this is what i got this picture for this shield that you see here this is mm, this is kind of like our true self i don't want to go too much into symbolisms of things but this is what protects us all right and this is a i often call this a membrane all right in within our bodies this membrane is the membrane between the third and the fourth chakra between our willpower between you know, first, second, and third are very much related to our 3D existence, our heart chakras, so to speak, the, the, the bridge between, you know, our physical existence, um, structural, you know, lots of bones and, and, and tendons and muscles and blood and nervous system. And then, you know, the, 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 four, the, the fifth, sixth, and seventh chakras, so the expression of how we express ourselves, the truth level with which we express ourselves, our third eye, this is the related to the sixth chakra, um, you know, and our seventh chakra, the crown with which we then connect to these cosmic energies or the sun, the light, if you will. Uh, these all have to be harmonized. And this balancing of masculine and feminine energy, yin, yang, you know, it's it's a common concept. Um, it's it really a very, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a balancing act. It's not just like a sort of an, an concept. It's a balancing act in inside of us at all times, right? We have to balance. We talked about this: our true self, our three D self, and our soul self. Okay, we have to balance our masculine and feminine. You know, the part in us that wants to go, 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 and the part in us that says, "Oh no, let's wait. You know, let's give this a little more time and let's give this a little more space." We have to balance uh, the mind and the heart. We have to balance, um, you know, this uh, this this ego drive to do more, to to go higher, to uh, and then we need the grounding. You know, we need to okay, let's take a deep breather. Let's just take it all in. Okay, so uh, all these these dualisms that I just mentioned, those are all part of this balancing act. Okay, and so. When we really want to align ourselves to our higher potential, to our highest expression of what we as soul selves in 3D can accomplish, well, we need our true self for that. We need that translator. We need that transcoder. That's where the word transcodes actually comes from to help us with this balancing, you know, to find the courage to follow through on what we experience as our reality. But also to stop ourselves when we feel that this is overreactive, this is coming from my ego, you know, this is uh, just, you know, maybe laziness or, or not want to, you know, resistances that come out of like not want to move out of our comfort zone. We need to learn how to discern all this and the true self is the part in us that helps us to do this. And it anchors in our physical in form of our neural pathways. 
So that is why repetition and doing this over and over and over again till this memory, okay, this, this functions like muscle memory, is present at all times where it becomes an automatic thing. Just like, you know, the maybe the walking back and forth, you know, to soothe ourselves, you know, which is not an unhealthy way of doing that. That's better than taking drugs or smoking pot or, you know, taking a drink or, you know, watching Netflix all day long. Or do you know what I mean? It's not, that's not an unhealthy coping to, to soothe yourself through, you know, maybe doing something for your body or, you know, um, deeper breathing and so forth. Then we can feel it again. Then we can feel the sun again. We can feel the light. Okay. And it doesn't scare us. And we don't need to be afraid of our own growth, of our own expansion. We can do this in harmony. We don't need to be afraid of being burned by the fire. So right now, this is a really phenomenal time because it's all about this liberation process and understanding that we have the tools in us already. We just need to really focus on them. Can't get ourselves or let ourselves get distracted, you know, whether it be through energetic weather conditions or news or, you know, these things have become so insane and so erratic that it makes no sense, luckily, you know, there is, you know, and this, I say luckily because it was so much harder in the last 20 years where all this just seemed to be all too real. And those of us who, who kind of felt that it wasn't true, you know, like how the banking system and how the big pharma works and how healthcare system and education, I mean, we could, we could all feel this, right? That wasn't true, but we couldn't prove it, right? People would always ask, well, you know, whoops. What are you saying? What are you talking about? How can you prove that? Well, you know, that's where we, most of us here as energetically sensitives have a little bit of a trauma and also a problem with growing into our own size because we feel, we felt shunned or we felt like we couldn't prove it. Now comes a different time, guys. You no longer have to prove it. it the self-destruct is in full motion so it's visible for everybody that is no longer the problem but what do we need to do now sit there and wait till uh, the apocalypse comes over you no there's not going to be an apocalypse there's not going to be a doom there's just going to be the same thing that happens in our 3d life every time we go overboard we, we go too far out you're going to get a downer Oh yes, and we're gonna to have to deal with reality. We're gonna to have to act, we're gonna to have to change, we're gonna to have to learn from the past. We're gonna to have to mature, we're gonna to have to grow up. All right. We can't exploit the planet forever. Okay, no, not because of the poor planet. You know, the planet has uh, phenomenal self-healing abilities that, that we don't even grasp, okay? That's shouldn't be our concern and obviously you know we we are connected and we feel the pain of the planet and, and not to say that you know environmental awareness isn't uh that we don't need that of course we need that but it's a much bigger problem here okay this is the harmony and the the synergy with our environment and our all our people here 
that we need to step into. And for that, we need to be in our truth. So if you don't know yet what your truth is, then I strongly recommend that you focus on getting your inner compass calibrated so that you know exactly what truth feels like within you. Because in this transition here from the industrial to the information age, okay, you're going to be bombarded with information and 95% of it that is already the case is going to be untrue. So you're going to have to have that sense that can filter out truth. Otherwise, you'll stay in this ever-conflicted space where you never get to have any output whatsoever. And you'll feel limited, you'll feel victimized, you'll feel restricted. Be it by money or by relationship. So George, maybe, you know, this was a good riddance, even though it hurts right now, <laughs> right? You're going to have to see, you know, what uh, this breakup will bring for you. And even though, you know, it can be painful at first, it's a sort of a grief that we go through when we have to let something go that, that was close to our heart. Okay. Try to remember your true self here. Try to remember your truth. And maybe there is something now, this is how I observe this in people a lot, when they seemingly lose something when they have to let go of something that they uh, intuitively almost without thinking they start doing something something new and that all of a sudden opens up whole new perspectives and this is always a sign that whatever it was that had to be let go of really didn't serve us anymore you know we, with love stuff with romantic stuff it's always a bit tricky because we, you know we have attachments and so forth but Remember that, remember that you have the energy in you that can not only guide you, but also that can help you to wiggle your way through and find, you know, your, your way, you know, your way through this balancing act. But the one thing that is super, super important, once you have that compass, is that you act that you bring it into expression because not bringing it into expression is not a higher expression something unexpressed is not a higher expression guys so this is the, the part here that needs to be realized as a 3d being okay you can think things all day long and have cool concepts and ideas in your head but if they are not coming to an expression Somehow, if they, you know, it's like an ingestion, you, you get inspired through your in-breath, it expands inside of you, and then you have to go into feedback with it. You have to bring it out again and go into relation, into connection with the world, the, the environment, but depending on, you know, the size of your bubble, your environment bubble. And it's a constant exchange. It's a synergy. And through synergy, we learn balance. That's why, you know, the Buddhists say you have to be in harmony with your environment. You know, that's why I say don't go in resistance because resistance always activates your ego, your, your confliction, you know, and your coping mechanisms. You know, ask yourself, how can I go into more harmony with this? And uh, for those of you who are empaths, 
this does not mean, you know, how can I get better at sucking it up? No. <laughs> how can I go in harmony with this means? How can it become more true? You know, how can I express my true needs better? How can I express my true wants better? Okay, we have somebody else with a recent breakup, Terry. Yes, this is the part, you know, that where this gets tested, really, you know, when we have to uh, literally, um, uh, you know, sort of uh, experience this emotional processing of all of this. And uh, this, by the way, came in for many of you, the need to really work with your emotions, but not through your mind. You have to allow yourself to feel them. And it's okay to go through grief and it's okay to go through, you know, feeling a bit of a vacuum there. But I love how you said this, George. This vacuum, okay? So when we have attachments, okay, this is, is almost like a placeholder. And when they fall away, it feels like a bit of a vacuum, like an emptiness. And there, that's what you need to reserve for your true self now. That's what you can reprioritize for the relationship, for the connection with your true self. Okay, and then later, you know, it doesn't have to, it doesn't require a placeholder anymore, Terry. You can just become it and be connected with it at all times and with others. And the cool thing about that is when you are a true self, when you embody this, your relationships will also change and you will begin to see other people as true selves as well. And do you know what it's like to have a, a full synergetic balanced relationship between two true selves? It is a completely new kind of relationship. Right? Free of, uh, let me see if I can find this for you here real quick, free of all these, um, these ego uh, you know, games, you know, the pushes and the pulls and, and uh, you know, the control and so forth. So for those of you who have difficulties with relationships or breakups or I want to give you, I want to empower you, I want to give you courage. I want to encourage you to strive for a yet even higher expression of relationship so that you can feel this in your heart that even though the pain is real, that what you can still look forward and, you know, aspire to is a, is a whole, you know, different experience. Relationships that are based on solar plexus, so this third chakra is, has to do with control, push-pull, and um, is ego-based, right? Uh, those have uh, these traits. You know, they trigger a lot of insecurity in us, the fear of losing the other person. They, they, you know, they trigger us needing to protect ourselves or building a wall around our heart or jealousy or... Um, you know, fears or guilt or shame. And there's typically a lot of projection, uh, emotional as well as energetic projection. When two true selves come together, when, uh, you know, and this isn't like a judgment, okay? True self is somebody 
an embodied true self is somebody who's fully aware and also in their higher expression of that, what they uh, recognize as, as their own sort of uh, authentic or true self-awareness, their consciousness, all right? And two people come together. Uh, they do not fight against another. There is no balancing act, really, because it's synergetic in nature. And what it will trigger in, in both is, is the, the recognition of, or the remembrance of self-responsibility, of self-awareness, self-respect, choose courage, you know, um, self-love. All right, these things no longer contradict. They, they no longer conflict with the relationship. You know, and things such as accountability and, you know, uh, more respect and more joy. And they, those are just then side effects. You know? But the observation that I shared with you earlier is that, you know, so often when people go through breakups, right after, you know, after they get through the, the grieving, they, they intuitively go, you know, they get prompted somehow to, to work on, on these aspects within themselves and they built themselves back up that way because those are the higher expressions until they meet the next person and then they typically go back into the pattern all right till we you know sort of well you have to go through a certain number of repeats those are the karmic relationships okay and then we recognize the pattern and we're like okay i think i've had enough repeats i <laughs> i think i can graduate now from this and, and start doing or approaching things differently. There was a lot of activity in and clearing in the back of the head, yeah, the back of the, 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 the neck. This would be related to clearing the past, among other things, I assume. Hudika, um, not necessarily. So the pain in the neck, this is a standing term actually for energetically sensitives has to do with this inner confliction that I talked about. Um, it, there's also differences if it's a little higher up, like right at the base of the skull. Um, it's actually related to the atlas. The atlas is the, the well, it's not really a vertebrae, but it's kind of, it's an in-between piece of our spine where the skull, the head literally sits on, on the spine. And that stands for masculine, inner masculine and feminine energies very, very strongly. So a lot of us who have this misalignment in our neck and, and, and the resulting, you know, pains uh, in, in other areas like shoulders, hips and knees, um, you know, it, it leads back to this exact balancing uh, or, or the imbalance thereof. All right. So when somebody experiences clearing or, you know, like a strong uh, pain there. It can be both. It can be the need to balance it or, you know, uh, really if the pain resides, then, you know, uh, observing how uh, the, the, you know, your energy is actually balancing it. So it has a lot to do with uh, judgment and mindset, okay? There's other uh, typical uh, energetic sensations that indicate aspects with masculine and feminine energies, but this one in particular is linked to our inner dualism, to getting caught in our mind. I hope this is enough as an answer. Yes, Terry, you graduated, okay. So you no longer feel that this relationship was a loss, 
or what, what uh, is sort of where are you standing with the the, the end of this relationship? Oh, this is what you meant, Rodika. Oh, you want to come on? Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I uh, can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. I'm calling from. Uh, I live in Detroit. Okay, um, hi. It was a hi. It was a very karmic relationship for me. Mm -hmm. um, he had more traits that my father had than any man I've ever known. And I was really happy with that in the beginning. This was a two month relationship during COVID. And Interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've done a lot of writing. I've, I've been on the spiritual path for many, many years. And, uh, and I'm really grateful to Ron. And I'm, you know, I'm moving on. And uh, I, I appreciate what you're sharing. It means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, uh, Terry, here are just a few statistics. It, in fact, I actually had this in mind when I was talking about the repeats and the graduating. Um, and I want you all to know this, that from a pure statistical point of view, okay, and in psychology, this is a, this is a big part of, um, excuse me, uh, not, not sure where this is coming from here. Um, it's a big part of uh, what marriage counseling uses as uh, foundation is that 85% of us, 85% of us seek unconsciously seek a partner that resembles our father or mother or primary caretaker, whoever was there, you know, sort of the countersex um, uh, caretaker that was there in our early childhood. And uh, in that, it is a, a karmic relationship, yes, but it is also something that is linked to our nervous system, to our actual biological 3D um, uh, existence, both. So, you know, recognition of voice, recognition of a certain demeanor, body type, behavior, and so forth plays into this. But uh, in that way, all right, uh, we need to understand that the, the, this 80% chance, okay, of of, let me just use the word right now. Uh, I don't mean it judgmentally, but falling for the certain type, okay, uh, is predisposed, okay? That's predisposed. But what we then experience there uh, when we are with that person that obviously isn't our father or our mother is the resistance and, and all these unresolved issues that we have with our caretaker. In other words, we we receive the opportunity to relive um, parts of our relationship, uh, you know, uh, with our father or mother, karmically here to resolve things, to recognize this, to recognize the patterns. So it is, uh, you know, sort of a blessing in disguise to a degree because for most people who recognize these karmic components in their lives, be it uh, the karmic collective components, karmic family components, and karmic relationship components, they can see that this is actually, it's almost mechanical. It's like, you know, there, there's, we're being pulled into this, all right, in order to, and this is then the question, you know, uh, are we actually uh, getting out of this what our true self wants us to experience, namely the resolution of that? Yes. Yeah. So this this breaking free now, okay, uh, is as Julianne is commenting here. She was co-facilitator in the session. She's commenting on your energy during the session, Terry. 
uh, is something that you need to work with okay and this has to do uh, more so with uh, uh, with collective ideas of you know maybe what a relationship is supposed to look like what a partner is supposed to look like what it's supposed to get you okay sort of um, maybe something along those lines as as a woman that here in, in the United States that's very prevalent you know to somehow um, seeking a provider and so forth and to break through that and to really just go for what you can feel from within you know to filter this out you know to filter out the parts where you feel this karmic pull all right and then ask yourself all right what is it that is unresolved here that I keep getting pulled in and um, why don't I just address that instead of doing, you know, sort of or having relationship experiences that merely just mirror that. And then they end, you know, more or less always with the same result. This is one of these like big insights in my life uh, that, uh, you know, that all my relationships uh, when I was younger, they kind of all ended in the same place. And those were with different men from different continents, from different countries, different cultures, different backgrounds, different hair color, everything. Uh, and uh, and yet I always uh, end up in the same place, uh, mostly sort of victimized. Uh, so it appeared to me back then. And uh, at some point I asked myself, wait, wait, this can't be. I mean, you know, these are all different men. These are all different uh, Conti seats here, and uh, the only thing that hasn't changed is me. <laughs> I mean, you know, me as a person, I'm still the same person, but you know, I've moved uh, different countries and uh, everything, and still I have the same experience. So, this must be something I'm carrying in me. So, a big reminder here for all of us uh, to look at our patterns, and not just in our romantic relationships. Many guy, many of you guys also had issues with your families, family boundaries, and um, you know, extended family uh, also can sometimes encompass work. You know, our work family, the people that we uh, constantly run into issues with at work. Okay, this is a big part of this transformation right now, and this need for. Uh, synergy, this need for this balancing act on the micro and macro level, all right? The, but the core message here is to understand that yes, you are being pulled into highest expression, but that you can't fantasize that, all right? You're going to have to really do the groundwork and often also the grounding, all right, into your physical 3D and see how you can authentically bring this into expression. If there is no expression, if it's all just in your head, all right, and it never gets out any, I mean, you know, there's many ways to express things. That's what art, through word, through uh, business or, you know, a relationship. But if it doesn't come to an expression, then you are failing to listen and to trust in your inner true self's voice. Yes, and Heather, you, uh, this is a beautiful ending remark here for our webinar. You're commenting the words you used regarding what we go through when separating relationships can also be used for the separation between ego and true self. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's uh, as above, so below, or as below, so above, right? This is just the mirror, the micro and macro. So these things here, they they literally 
when we are in our ego, here in truth training this has a specific meaning, uh, then we will experience the relationship with our true self in this way. Okay. And when we're really in our in our balance and the you know true self-love, okay, self-love, then we will experience the relationship with our true self in this way. So I'm going to send you guys a recording, all of you who came here today, and I'm going to add these slides for you if this is of interest to you. That they are from the Sacred Self Healing online training course. Um, just a quick reminder: we have uh, daily online meditations going on on Skype. Um, I'll add them, you know, in the in the email as well. So they're open, free for everybody every day and more and uh, yes go to the transcodes website if you uh, want to check out what kind of you know truth training programs or uh, sessions we have that can help you to deepen this experience but for now i would say um especially here with this solstice weekend cultivate this you know make your own ceremony you know go out tonight and tomorrow tomorrow have a fire or have you know, create a little ritual with yourself, you know, like how you want to connect with your true self and, you know, make this like brushing your teeth, you know, make it an everyday thing. That's what cultivating means, you know, it, it will protect you and it will give you the energy that is needed to bring, you know, your, your inner promptings into expression. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for your time, for coming, for being part of this. Lots of thanks to all the co-facilitators. And uh, thank you all for showing up for your true self. It's wonderful. Tomorrow morning or at noon, Facebook Live, the next Truth Talk. See you guys. Bye-bye.